Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 20th of August 2019. My name is Callum. My name is Ewan. And Ewan recently had additions to his family that he can't... Uh, I assume he's just going to talk about the entire time, so I'm just going to mute myself and I'm going to let him talk about his cats. I um, don't have much to talk about. They're the fucking adorable. Because he, beca- became, he became a t- he became a cat owner, and as we all know, cat owners just talk about their cats. I believe the I believe the colloquial phrase is "cat daddy." And, cat dad. Yeah, um, yeah, they're adorable and they're the best cats. They are. Ever. They are very cute. They are very cute. Cats. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't have much to say. The only thing I'm slightly worried about is the office that I'm recording in. Um, one of the uh, litter trays is right outside the door. And our uh, Maisie, our our uh, our girl cat, is the biggest pooper I've ever seen. Like, yeah, her her poops are her poops are powerful. They are powerful poops, powerful and physically massive. And she's yeah, only a tiny. I went to I, I went to go and visit yesterday, and uh, on my way out the door, uh, she she let off a big one in the bathroom. And I like stuck my head through to like say goodbye to her, and she was like burying it, and then I got hit by the smell, and it was like uh-huh. getting mustard gassed. It was the worst. So after you left yesterday, we had to, we were like, oh, we didn't, and we need to clean out the trays because we hadn't done it that morning. And I was like, okay, it's fine, we'll go, we'll go clean that out. And uh, my wife went into the bathroom to clean out the tray in there, and had to wrap a scarf around her mouth. It was that bad. <laughs> it was really. <laughs> Bad poops. That it was a bad poops. poop. Um, but they, I, I, I thought you and her would connect over leaving horrifically smelling poops in their house just I as mean, they're leaving. Yeah, you know, that is fair. You guys, that is, that is totally fair. You guys are kindred spirits in that way. You know. Well, like most of the time when I come up to you, you like feed me a lot of coffee and Mexican food, so it's kind of your own fault. Like, is, you know what? It's kind of true. Um, we've discovered we can't feed Maisie the tuna food because that just. We were it was a wonderful moment last night. We we're all curled up in bed, all ready to go to sleep. I was reading a book. They were all curled up in between us, and then just just as we were starting to drift off, you just heard this. Was like, that fart? Fuck was that? Maisie just farted directly in my face with the most like uh-huh. mustard gassy, like horrible. So we had to put them both outside and then say, "You just fart out there. You fart out there. You're not allowed to fart in here because we need to sleep." Mm. You can't sleep when the cat's farting in your face. No, it's very difficult. You should try it sometime. That's probably fair. Yeah. I, I, I don't intend to. That's, that's yeah, no, I don't that's want someone farting my face while I'm trying to sleep. No, you have to usually So how it. how has had having like two six-week-old kittens or however old they are, how Seven? has that affected your abil- ability to play video games? Well, it did. It encouraged me, actually, segue to try something I was planning to try but didn't quite get to because originally when they... They arrived, and you kind of have to run after them a little bit. I was like, ah, I can't start anything big, and like, I kind of don't want to sit, I can't really sit down and carve out a couple hours straight. So I tried, um, a bit on my Switch for the first time in a while, and bought, uh, Streets of Rogue. I don't know if you've seen this game. Streets of Rogue. Streets of Rogue. I feel it's, like... it's on basically everything, as far as I can tell. Um, I know the name. Yeah, you'd know, if, you'd probably know if you saw it. It's kind of very, kind of simple pixel art, kind of retro-y look thing but it and it's a roguelike but it's a roguelike that has that kind of uh it, its whole thing is like all of its systems and working together and like complete chaos that happens so the whole st- there's there's kind of a story that i'm not entirely familiar with i kind of skipped chunks uh chunks of it just because 
it wasn't important to me getting in it. Basically, you choose the, the way you run, you do runs, you choose a character at the start, each character starts with like different traits. Um, so you start, like, the soldier, for instance, starts with like a, a thin Uzi, and the um, slum dweller starts with nothing, and um, right. all that kind of stuff. And then you've basically got to work your way up this, like, kind of, it feels like a kind of, like, uh, Midgar-ish, like, kind of layered kind of city system with like the slums are on the bottom and then the industrial sector is next and you kind of work your way up through the floors yeah um, and you're basically trying to get to the top basically get to the top floor like a like a rogue a rogue like basically yeah. um but the things that it starts to layer in a lot of things very quickly so like so you have traits for instance that you will get every time you level up so like um you'll get like a better melee damage from the back or um, shops cost less money and all this kind of stuff. And some start with some unique ones, some get old ones, uh, some get different ones as you're going through. There's um, a kind of a huge amount of items that let you do various things. Um, so there's, like, there's weapons, there's like uh, like door explosives specifically for blowing up doors. There's like remote hacking stuff. There's... Uh, like teleport through walls stuff like there's a lot oh sure it reminds yeah. me a lot of um what was the game from the gunpoint guy in space um uh oh fuck heat, heat signature. signature yes it kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit a like, little bit of that but um with a couple extra stuff so you used to, every, every floor has like two or three objectives um to complete the floor you can sometimes pick missions up from people on the floor and then also every character has their own like they're called they're literally called big objectives, which is like objectives that take over multiple floors. So like I've been playing a lot of the soldier because they're the easiest class to kind of get started sure, with. Sure, sure. So hard, they have so a gun. They, they start with a gun and a helmet for armor as well. But basically, like so, her big objective is you destroy all the generators on each floor, basically. Um, and you have to destroy them, and that's your big objective. You miss a floor, the objective's over, and you don't get you don't get the bonus sure. at the end of it. Um, and then the objectives range from like, oh, free all of the prisoners that are in the slot that are in the in the prison. Like you can go in, flick a switch, and open them all up. There's um, eliminate this dude. There's steal stuff from the safe. There's uh, a bunch of stuff that's in there. Um, and you basically kind of work through this kind of. Just work through the levels, level up, get new gear, stuff drops, all this kind, all this kind of stuff. But there are the points where it really gets crazy is like when all of the the kind of faction and system stuff starts working together. So like there are different factions and they're very clear about like, hey, once you cross this line, this is you trespassing and people will be pissed at are you. Are these different factions within the city? Is this yes. What the... I, right, again, okay. I've only seen the slums in like the first couple of floors in the industrial area. So this might all change. But basically like, so there's like, there's cops, right? They just kind of patrol around and if they see you do anything illegal, they'll come after you. But there's also like, um, like guy, guys in suits who are like protecting like kind of obviously like kind of mafia style people there are slavers who are dudes that look like they're in gimp suits that have literally right. like slave helmets on people to, to try and control them and they sell them off there's like and then there's just the people who are like this dude owns the bar and if you try and get into the back room of the bar he'll come after you that kind of stuff so what mm. you what ends up happening is you're like okay I just need to destroy this generator so you hit the generator a couple of times run out so that they don't know it's you the explosion will go off 
and catch one of the cops that's on the outside. The explosion will catch the cops. The cop then turns on the barman because it came from inside the bar. And the barman pulls out a shotgun and starts shotgunning people. And that shotgun then um, hits one of the mafia dudes who brings up like three of his other friends to run in this bar. And there's just like explosions and fucking shotguns happening everywhere. And then sometimes you randomly appear on... The one where it really goes chaotic is like some of the levels will just have zombies. It's random roll. You'll just and they'll you'll go on the floor and it'll be like there are zombies on this level or whatever it is it says and the zombies like have no faction they just go after everyone and turn them into yeah, zombies yeah. so a tactic a viable tactic I've seen is like so some of the doors are locked and you don't have a way of getting in them unless you have like an explosive or a lock pick or anything like that and um, so what you can do is you can go up and you like knock the door like as a context option it's like knock the door you knock the door and the owner will come and go who what was that. A tactic I've seen so far is to, like to kite a bunch of zombies towards the door, knock the door, get them to open the door, and the zombies all just descend on them and keep the door <laughs> open. And then you sure. just run in there, grab whatever you need to do, and get the fuck out of there. Um, it's really fun. Like each round is like each run is maybe like it's not easy. Like you definitely need to do some runs and can definitely upgrade your upgrade your stuff and, yeah, and yeah, get yeah. through it. But it's like it's pretty cheap. I think it's like eleven quid or something like that on Switch, and it's a good a lot like, of this stuff. A lot of the stuff I was seeing on the the net about it, I just checked, was mm. like people were saying it's really funny. Like, yeah. it's like a lot yeah. of the writing's pretty good, and like you just have conversations with um, some of the citizens around there, and the, there's a lot of like it, it's well put together. It's it's yeah. definitely a thing that's like there's a lot of unexpected hijinks is a good word for it like a lot of unexpected like oh shit oh shit oh shit everything's gone wrong i just need to go um which is one of my favorite things in in games like this um it's well worth having a look at it's 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 pretty cool that's a pretty cool idea and and you're not like to to kind of set the tone for the thing like one of the characters you so you 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 start with like nine or ten characters you can select from and then there's like another 25 or 30 that are all locked but you hover over them and it shows you what they are and how to unlock them but very quickly like one of the characters you unlock is a gorilla like just a straight up gorilla a a gorilla right who has traits like can't use ranged weapons but and like anytime you walk into any like if you like is not wanted in any area so you walk into the bar and the barman will try and chase you out and all that kind of stuff but anytime he does a melee attack it throws people against walls and sometimes through them if you've got straight like that kind of stuff like they just they it's not taking itself seriously in any way shape or form it's a really dumb fun time and it's a really good like i've got like 15 minutes i'll do a run and and see where i get to and all this kind of stuff this is your 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 old school uh what was that fucking game called that you got way into for no reason flame over that thing oh yeah totally yes it kind of feels it kind of feels a little bit like that um and also like they do a thing which i kind of i appreciate where there's like a, a hub area at the start where you like um unlock new items to get dropped and spend spend the, the kind of permanent coins and all that kind of stuff um there's a guy in there who just unlocks who just has i think they're just called mutators actually which is a great which is a word i hadn't heard in a while but like they're, they cost nothing to switch on and they just make the game easier or different yeah. and like you can just and it doesn't like stop you from progressing it doesn't like it's just like hey if you're struggling with a particular area of this game like switch on a mutator and that's it like you can switch on like um because normally when you die like end of run but there's a mutator it's like you can respawn twice like in in your run uh, okay sure, and sure it's like that gives you a little bit extra to see a little bit further on and there's just like the one yeah uh, there's just like um like carry more ammo is just a mutator you can just switch on and that's right. it like yeah. there's a lot of stuff to make stuff easier and it, i like that it lets you it lets you have fun with the game rather than like forcing you down yeah, this one path it, it's good that they've they 
they're not like most roguelikes where it's all like super serious and run based mm. and like they just let you like fuck around or whatever. Yeah, totally. It's it's cool. Is there it's, is there a mutator that gives you insta gib? Does it give you big heads? Uh, there's one that like uh it does like stupid amounts of like increases your damage to the point where like if you get someone with a shotgun up close, like they just gib like hundred oh, okay, percent, just sure. like in two bits, just gib. Um yeah, it's it's good. It's well worth a look. That's it's cool, on. Yeah, it's like a cool idea. It's yeah. a really good Switch game. It's on everything. I think it's on PC, yeah. console. Um, it works really well on Switch. Like the style of it. Like there's no performance hit or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's cool. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is a game called that kind of came out of nowhere and kind of ruined me for a night, which was fun. Yeah. Um, so I've talked on here and there are a bunch of videos that I'm a big fan of Zektronics as a developer they've done um, Shinzenio, they did Opus Magnum they did Infinifactory uh, yeah. what was the last one they did Exopunks was the one which I talked about for Game of the Year last year and then like a couple of weeks ago they just announced a new game it's like hey we're putting out a new game in two weeks and it's a visual novel and has no puzzle elements yeah. at all it's just like hey we're doing a visual novel um, and it's it's ex like it's excellent in a way that I did not expect from it's, like when you see it's a, it's another one it's another one of these games that you can't actually talk a lot about which yeah. is sad so, but, yeah. so, so I can talk about I I took notes because I'm probably going to end up writing something about this game like it's it's it I it's the most 2019 game you can probably play this year um so okay let me let me set it up a bit so it is a visual no- it is a visual ass visual novel there is no like. There's no like mini game stuff. There's no that I've seen so far. There's no like um, branching paths that I can see. I don't think, but I'll again have it finished like that. Like it is a fully voiced visual novel, just like as you would expect. The, yeah. the, the kind of setup that you get very quickly, and I need to be very careful about how far I go in. But like, so you play a, a woman named Eliza. Uh, sorry, no, you don't. You play uh, you play as a woman who worked for a company. Who has developed an AI that um, is designed to help people, basically counselling and therapy, done through an AI. Yeah. Um, it's set in Seattle. They're very unclear about like when it is, but it's like not too distant future. Like there's no flying yeah. cars, but it's like you know close future, close yeah. future, a close future. Um, and you come back to um, it. It becomes very obvious very quickly that you've left the company. Um, that developed it, and I've now kind of come back after three years. Three year thing is kind of um, kind of unravels as the game comes along. But you come back as a proxy for the AI. So the way the AI works is that obviously they determined that people don't get a lot of good out of just interacting with an AI that will just speak to them. So what they do is they hire people called Eliza proxies who sit with a headset on. And the AI will listen to the person that they're counselling. It will generate and it will give them, it will give the proxy a script to read from. Right. So it'll say like, so they will talk, you'll see, and then you're seeing it first person through this headset and you'll see Eliza is listening and then it'll spit out a line that your character will then say. Um. So that's kind of the setup and that's kind of all you really know about the world from the start. And it very quickly, mm-hmm. like, stuff starts to escalate. And, well, that escalates the wrong word, because there's it's a very personal story. It's a story about this woman, like, in her mid-30s, come from a tech sector job, kind of lost herself for a little bit. Yeah. There's 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 all of the stories about, like, her and her friends and her peers and how she works um, with them. There's, like, 
corporation level like tech sector employment how the ceos of these companies act and behave there's like me too shit in there there's like very very this year sort of very this year like it feels like it was it feels like it was written overnight with like a snapshot of exactly where we are right now but like it's very well written the characters sound exceptionally realistic the voice acting is superb like the voice acting is really really good um the it's funny and good the right spots um it's it's yeah and i really can't go into much more because you need to the 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 reveals are are well not reveals they do they don't do like info dump reveals a lot of it kind of happens naturally like oh that's what this thing is okay yeah sure and it kind of and the other thing i'll mention as well is like the music cues are really really good like the music will change as one of the characters says something and you'll be like oh that's weird why did the music suddenly get thing and then you'll start to realize what they're talking about and you're like oh that's okay like yeah. the, mu- the music works exceptionally well with the, the story they're telling um it looks nice if you've seen the kind of story bits of exapunks it's that kind of style it's like um what can I say? It's kind of almost watercolory, but like with a hard edge to it. Um, like it's very yeah. clear and crisp. Like it was weird to go into the options of the thing. There's like this thing runs in 4K. Like all of the assets are in 4K. Yeah, and you can set it to 4K really or high, high scale. Yeah, like super high detailed stuff. Um, there's a lot of really nice touches that are again kind of very now. Where like at any point during a conversation, you can pull your phone out and check it. Like if so your oh, phone, wow, okay. so your phone has like your like your chat app and like all your yeah. emails and all this kind of stuff and it has a because it's a Zactronics game they've built their own um, solitaire game because they've done that for every game they've done like yeah. it has like a solitaire thing in there which is pretty good. Um, there's like a really good shitty um, like wellness app in there which is like you hit it and it gives you like a super pixel art like animated gif of like imagine you're in a forest and like oh, you, get, okay. you get to the point yeah. you're in the story you're like fuck you and just get rid yeah. of it and all this stuff um does yeah. the do the character the other characters like react to you pulling at your phone like if you're in a conversation with someone and you do it do they not yet like, hey like what they oh, okay, will sure. they will keep talking in the background right um while you're looking at your phone but if it if it gets to the point where you need to then react back like it will stop um okay yeah, it's it's super cool. I am fascinated to know. Are you not done with it? it? You... No, I'm like I actually don't know how far through it I am. I think I'm six hours right. in. Jesus Christ, that's long. Okay. Yeah, I think. Well, it's probably closer to like four. I think because I left it on. I think a little bit, but it seems like it's not short. Like it seems to be going, yeah. and they really take their time to really establish a lot of stuff. There's a the, yeah. There's the warn the. It feels like I should content warning this game but not for like the kind of stuff that normally people do that for like it's really like if you are in your mid-30s if you are (laughs) it kind of stacks right like if you're in your early to late mid-30s that's one thing if you work in the tech sector that's like three layers on top of that and then there's like if you are um as somebody who's done counseling like you start to I'm worried it might break counselling for me because you're seeing it. So you're seeing it from the AI's point of view, right? And yeah. you start to see all these people come in, and there's definite, there's definitely a pattern 
of like there's like an and they're very explicit about this and and like explaining how the the like in game how the system works is like there's an introduction and then there's a uh, um, information gathering phase and then there's an intervention phase and a questioning phase and then a re- resolution phase and you're like you cannot programmatically map out counseling or it might just stop working because it's not magic you know like it's mm-hmm. it's it it feels like it might give the game away too much but I I, I don't know but it's it's super good. There's a lot of really spectacular moments in there that I've seen so far that are really like, hey, let's pick out every single one of your neuroses that you have right now and just... Yeah, like, it seems, it seems very focused on, like, it would hit a very specific group of people. Totally. Like, especially, yeah. like, tech sector people and stuff like that. Yeah. And it would hit and it's, right into their core, which is always terrifying. And there's something about, like, it's very, very cliche at this point to be, like, Black Mirror, like, says a lot. Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. There, it's much more kind of, like... It's much more subtle and it's much more like this is this like the business pitch for this thing you could see happening tomorrow, right? Like you could see it being like this is an announcement from Amazon that they're using their cloud stuff to do X, Y, and Z. And you're just like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, sure. I'd believe that. But, um, and it's the, the other thing about it is it's, it's really great that this game came from the Zectronics people who do, like, logic and programming-based puzzle games. Like, very much... Like, Shenzhen I.O. F- yeah. Like, the story the story wrapper around Shenzhen I.O. is that you're a hardware developer working in Shenzhen in in, in China. Um, and the whole story bit is, like, like, tech sector crunch and, like, CEOs being dicks and all this kind of stuff. Like, the fact that they've yeah. taken all of their kind of story stuff from all of their previous games and actually just made a story that it wants to tell you is is really good. And it means that people like myself who are big fans of the studio would immediately go, oh, there's an electronics game. I'll do that. And then it just fucking sucker punches you very quickly. Yeah. And like, hey, remember all this stuff? Here you Pace go. You in and then, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, really good. I'm probably going to finish it up tonight and see. But um, like I said, I took notes about this game, um, yeah. which I don't didn't happen while. Also, like, Early on, well, not early on, but halfway, like maybe a couple hours in, there is like a t- to reinforce how much of this is like we are going to talk directly to you, you and and, and really get to where you are. Like two hours in, there's like a straight up named Imogen Heap reference, like just, oh really, yeah, like by <laughs> name, like referencing her, and you're just like, okay, fine, you've got me, right? Let's yeah, fucking, that's pretty good. Let's go be sad for a little bit. And um, the the one thing I don't know so far is like it's going real. It definitely seemed like the response. So, like, cause you've, have you played many visual novels past Danganronpa, really? No, right. not many. So, like, you don't... I, so, I don't know how much of... And I have, I've not done a lot either, so I don't know how much of the genre this is, but, like, a lot of the conversations have, like, a couple of responses that go in very different directions, right? Where like, Yeah, that's that's typical of the... Yeah. But it, it, the thing I don't know is whether that, like, actually branches the conversation or whether this is actually you, like, role-playing a character. So there's, like... so uh, what if- There's usually... So the, the, the way that visual... From the way that I understand it, the way that visual novels normally work are there, like, key points that are called flags that will right. branch the story majorly, but sure. all the other ones are more for flavour. Yeah. Like, so- you'll probably be able to tell when you've done one, but it's... Right. So it's like, never obvious, like it never flies. Says this is a big decision that just sort of happens. Yeah, totally. Because um, that's the it, thing that um, Doki Doki Literature Club did really well. Oh, in terms right. Of, like the whole the whole like flag divergent path thing was like they they did it, but none of it 
ended up mattering because it ended up going in a weird direction anyway. And right, okay, yeah, it was strange. Like it was, a, it was a sort of like that was their part of their whole meta analysis of visual novels. Was yeah, because I was going to say that was um, a commentary on that part. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but there's definitely stuff in there where like so obviously like. Um, the the character you play as is not in a good place, so they're definitely like so. One of the characters like invites you over to her house to to, to bake for a night because she likes baking, um, and uh, the, the the responses definitely go from like I'm not sure or yeah totally or like no I'm good. Like there's definitely like a uh, levels of like how much you want to interact with these people, and you can definitely see like if you take a bunch of those conversation directions, like you could very quickly isolate yourself off from a lot of people. But I sure. don't. I don't know if it does the telltale thing of like just bringing it all back together. At the, like I don't know. How many, I have zero idea how many endings there are in this game. Maybe there's one canonical. Yeah. Maybe there is one ending, and you're just role playing the character as you would play them, and all this kind of stuff. It's there's a lot of questions still to answer. But I really want to see what it does. It's well worth having a look at if you like visual novels. If you're interested in any of the stuff that I've said, like definitely go have a look at it. It's one of the. It's exceptionally well polished as well. Like, there's no. It definitely feels like if you just, if you look at a lot of the visual novels on Steam, like, well, like ninety percent of them are like, here's an easy way to for us to deliver hentai into your PC. But like, um, like they, they kind of a, a lot of them are based on like Renpy and and libraries like that that make making visual novels yeah. very easy. But also like yeah. they all have very similar UIs and they have like the, the kind of hard edge to them and they're kind of a bit rough around the edges. Like this look, this is very smooth, it's exceptionally pretty, well like super well polished, yeah. like fully like a hundred percent voiced. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I'm super I'm super interested to see where they go with it. Um, yeah, and I'm. I've got enough notes where I've basically written something already, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, that was kind of what I've been focusing on um, past couple of couple of weeks. Sure. Um, apart from the thing we both played, do you have anything of your own? Are we doing we a Fire Emblem? Uh, yeah, but do we have a Fire Emblem check-in for now? I stood can... still going. That game's long. How many hours? Uh, I think I'm at 20-something. Oh, Although okay. I keep bouncing backwards and forwards between it and other stuff. But um... Fair enough. Yeah, that game's still really good. It's good. still a really, really cool game. Uh, how many um, how many tea ceremonies have you had now? How many times have you had tea with people? A few times, and I fucked it up every single time. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I keep I keep picking the I think I keep picking the stuff that they want to talk about, and then they're like completely uninterested. It's like it's like a lot of the times I've had to interact with women in the past, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's really awkward. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's best. Damn, that game's really cool. Yeah. Um, the thing I the thing I've been playing, I legitimately can't remember the thing that we've played together. But Double um, Galaxy is the thing we've played. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Other than that, the thing that I've played is I picked up a game called Angel Wonders Planetfall. Oh right, um, we're, talking, we're talking about this in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I decided to just pick it up on a whim because I felt like it. Um, Age of Wonders Planetfall is the next in the Age of Wonders series, which is the kind of. Uh, Age of Wonders initially was like a 4X fantasy game. Yeah. Kind of in the style of like civilization mixed with like Heroes of Magic and stuff. Planetfall instead brings it forward into like a more sci-fi era. It's still a 4X game. Mm-hmm. It brings it forward into a sci-fi setting as opposed to a fantasy one. Um, so they do think they have to change it up a little bit where the basis of the story is that people have intergalactic travel and then there's a, a massive like galaxy-wide event called the void that kind of isolates societies for 500 years and like 
stops people being able to travel and basically leaves people to themselves okay um for 500 years and then 500 years later the void clears up and allows extraterrestrial like travel again right. but at that point individual societies have kind of bloomed from these people left on these different planets so right. you have like the standard humans who were initially called the the star league or something i can't remember what they're called like they were they were supposed to be like this was the big intergalactic happy fun time community of like we're all together working towards the better community and stuff and then the void happened and everything kind of broke down mm. so there are the humans that are the remnants of them just trying to like build humanity back up there are uh a bunch of female there's a there's a colony of female only bioscientists who got isolated on a jungle planet who became uh they called the amazons who basically like live in forests and do all their work through bio manipulation Okay. So they like when you look at their character profile and stuff like that, they talk about how like oh they found this like indigenous like giant dinosaur that they've like taken and bioengineered to be like this big like weapon of war essentially. But oh, then they right. also just like they also just like strap lasers to its head as well, just because they could. Because <laughs> you can't. I mean, like um, if you're at the point where you're um, you're bioengineering stuff, why would you ever not just strap lasers to their head? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of their argument as well, is that like. Um, the, the, the whole thing is like, oh yeah, it's like the, the big apex predator that tears through the jungle and also they gave it lasers. You're like, oh, okay, uh-huh. cool, that's fine. Sure. Um, so yeah, there's like them, there are like the weird alien dwarfs, essentially, that are all about like they got left on harsh terrain planets, they have to dig underground. So they sure. have like massive, their, their entire thing is just like massive diggers and big, big machines with explosives on them. Nice. So they just sort of like run into people and fire grenades at people. They're pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, um, so, so like, so what type of, like, what type of 4X game is this? Is it like, is it a so this Civ is, game? This is a, is a, this is a Civ game. This is okay. a Civ game more than it is a, like, Sins of a Solar Empire yeah, or yeah, yeah. Stellaris or something like that. It's all planet-based and it's all like, you build cities, you work tiles, you find npc factions that you can do quests for in the world it's your kind of like typical 4x game where it's you and a bunch of people on a planet and you have to either kill them all or unify or do a science victory or whatever your standard 4x setup and for that part of it it is a very is a very standard one of those for it it's good at what it does is your standard sort of like every every tile has its own um like strengths and weaknesses in terms of like it can provide more food or more production and you have to work those tiles in specific ways right some tiles some tiles have unique things in them like a observatory or something like that that will boost your science if you work it as a science tile all fairly standard stuff you can build in your cities um where it diversifies itself is well it was so age of wonders originally had these like um i can't remember what they were called but they were essentially like massive spells that you could cast on the world map it's like big spells that you would like charge for a turn and then do something to the world, whether it be like a giant lightning storm or like proliferation of like a forest or whatever it is. Right. In this, you have a similar thing where it is, but instead it's a lot more like grounded in sci-fi. So for like for the humans, they can do things like they can send out uh, like observation drones and like scout out the map or, or they can do like, they can send in bombing runs and like they still have these like big world event style spells but they are a lot more grounded in technology and like sci-fi as opposed to just being magic right right um but it's pretty cool when you're like when you can set up for like a big fight or something like that and you're getting your troops already and then the enemy just pull out this giant like poison cloud <laughs> or whatever that tears through your army sure you're like ah fuck you have to run it back 
it's a cool idea. Um, but where this game branches off from the other ones is in the actual like physical combat area. Whereas like Age of Wonders, like three and stuff, where it's a lot more like Heroes of Might and Magic based, where it was all like you worried about stats and you worried about what was fighting against what. This becomes XCOM essentially. Oh, okay. Where because it's because it's sci-fi, a lot of the units are like they have guns or they have lasers and stuff like that. Right. It's not just about like ramming your units into each other because sure. it's not sword and shield based. So there's like a cover system and there's like half Weird. cover, full cover. There is huh. Overwatch. There is so it's a lot. It becomes XCOM, but on a bigger scale because you're dealing with a whole army as opposed to like five units. So what do you just um, like load into like a, a lower level map with like proper yeah. grid and oh, so, yeah, okay. hex, huh. hex grid lower level map that has like um, yeah like areas of cover. Every unit can have their own unique thing that they can do. So like there are like sniper units that obviously have long distance but spend their whole turn firing their gun. Right. There are there are vehicles that don't really care about cover because they are vehicles so they're kind of cover themselves sure. but they have like big and they're like because you get into the kind of weird sci-fi aspect of it there are like unique units that every faction has that can do different things like for there's a faction called the syndicate which were effectively they were supposed to be like a, a giant like galaxy spanning empire that all fell apart but they were inherently psychic so they okay. deal a lot in um, like psychic damage and like doing weird battlefield manipulation stuff. But they have unique units that can essentially like mind control. Okay. Opposing okay. units, so they're, they're kind of like the aliens in uh, XCOM that can do the whole mind control thing. But they yeah. also have like other weird psychic powers that cause like hallucinations, and they they deal a lot in like battlefield manipulation as opposed to straight damage. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So all these units have like unique things that they can do, which make it kind of. XCOM had it as well, but this is a lot more. There's a lot more of them. There are a lot more unique things that these units can do. So combat becomes really weird right. when, like, yeah, you fight against the Amazons and they have their big dinosaurs with lasers for heads or whatever. But then you fight the I'm trying to think of the other races. There's like the the swarm, like the alien. They're like big bugs, essentially like big chitinous bugs. Yeah, but their thing is like that they get they have traits that make them better when they stick together as a swarm. Right, so you basically have this like giant cloud of units that move around the battlefields. You have to deal with it as like an AOE as opposed to individual units. Right, right, right. So it's very strange. It's really, really cool. The combat's really interesting in huh. the game. I was really surprised by it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super cool. Other than that, it is like um, what else to have? It has like unique commander units uh, that are super powerful, like individual units that have their own like level up mechanics and trees, and you sure. can. Uh, give them like individual like different equipment and stuff so you can change it around so instead of using like a rifle you can use like a sword or a laser gun or whatever you want right right and you can graduate eventually into like riding vehicles so you can get like hover bikes and stuff for them where sure. they like dart around the map um, huh. so uh, again that just means you've got another unique unit with a bunch of unique traits on the battlefield that you have to worry about that's cool um, but yeah the map the, the, the world map itself is like populated by a bunch of like NPC factions, which are kind of similar to how they worked in Civ, mm-hmm. where you can like do quests for them and gain um, relationship with them to where eventually they'll be like allied with you and they'll help you out if you're in a like war or whatever. But they can also give you they can give you units and they can give you like unique weapons. So like you get what I think they're called hero items, which are supposed to be like very unique guns that. In the campaign, I got given one that was essentially like a giant grenade launcher that fired really explosive fireworks. But it was right. like, 
everything got hit in an AOE, but every time it got hit, it came up in like blue and red fireworks. It was really weird, nice. but it was an effective gun. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool little game if you're looking for a little uh, an X guy. Uh, 4X game that has maybe a bit more uh, engaging combat than other 4X games. Yeah, I would def- I would definitely say that this is a, a cool idea to check out. Oh, huh, yeah, I may um, have to, I may, may need to have a look at that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, by all means, it's, um, it's a cool little thing. Cool. Um, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about sure. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Um, yeah, which is the the game we've we've both played um, this time. Um, so my original plan for music for the intermission the soundtrack is not out i can pull og files from the game folder but there's no can't, way for can't really do that nowhere for other people to buy it right now so we'll, we'll save that for for my next time hopefully and um, so i'm gonna go back to an old favorite um it's tangentially game related but fuck it <laughs> um i've played their stuff a bunch of times uh, on this on this podcast um so i'm gonna pick another track from filter who is um, who did soundtrack for that game called Legend of Aya? It was like a, plat- a yeah. platformer from a while ago. Um, this is from their 2016 album, The Campfire Tales. This is She Walks Alone. Um, I've this album came back up on rotation for me for a while, and it's really good. It just it does some really really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so check the uh, post for a link so you can pick this up, and we'll be back with Rebel Galaxy and a little bit of news right after this. She Walks Alone from uh, Filter's album, The Campfire Tales. Um, check the post for links so you pick that up. Um, it's a good album. It's a very good album. So, very good album. Two years ago or something? 2016, that album came out. Um, okay. Wow, Jesus Christ. Bro. Right. Um, I remember when you messaged me and were like, hey, you should listen to this. Well the, no, the, well, the original one, the one I found originally was from 2012, which is actually the first one I sent you. Right, okay. Um, back in the day. But, um, yeah. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw came out yeah. finally. Um, it's Rebel Galaxy. Um, we're done. Kind of. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, well, no, because Rebel no. Galaxy, Rebel Galaxy was very much a. Uh, it, it, it was a really cool game. I loved mm. that game a lot, but it was very much a like concept of like this is the, this is the sort of game we want to make, and we want to try and do something a bit different. Where yeah. it was like the whole your spaceship was actually like a boat and you had to do that's where the broadsides thing came from yeah. and it was all about like became that that sort of like boat to boat combat of like it, trying to get your long side on your opponent yeah it was closer a, it was closer to like the assassin's creed boat combat than like yeah, exactly, space combat yeah. basically um but this with, one is a lot more we just made one of those games yeah, as opposed hey, to them trying to like you, pivot it into something else yeah like hey do you like freelancer 
list of games yeah. a lot like Freelancer. Um, if you know what, if you know what Freelancer is, oh yeah, this game is basically sure. just Freelancer. I'm, I'm, pretty, what I'm pretty sure we did a video. On, I think you did a video on Freelancer. I personally did a video on Freelancer. Yeah, um, I was I was the only one brave enough to venture into editing I and I files to make it work on Windows 10. That was the oh right, that game was a nightmare to get working. Wasn't it was it? a fucking bugger. Yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is definitely one of those things. So it's a, it's a, so the, the setup is you play it. So correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't play much of the first game. I played a little, enough yeah. to enough to get to know it. But like basically the first game, the story, the overarching story was you trying to find your aunt because she yeah. has something or is... I can't, I can barely remember. But yeah, you were point. basically yeah. attracting your aunt. And then in Rebels like Outlaw, it's a prequel and you play as the aunt who is a... Yes, you play as Juno, who's the aunt that, who is now trying to get vengeance on her the person that killed her husband yeah that's the uh, yeah uh, and she's like a she's a space rogue right she's she's your hand solo she does yeah uh, she's your she's your typical i'll do anything as long as i'm in a spaceship sort of person that mm. is the yeah um and it's yeah it's very much one of those games you start with like a real rust bucket spaceship um you can get some missions that are like uh, fight out these pirates, transfer this cargo, uh, investigate these systems, all these kind of randomly random yeah. rolled missions, along with the kind of overarching story stuff. Um, there is each of the stations, so it's 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 very. It feels like since No Man's Sky has come out, you have to kind of set the scale for what these games are. Mm-hmm. There's maybe mm-hmm. like so. There's maybe like. I would you say like twenty five systems ish in, yeah, in a map. Like in a kind of grid map that you use jump gates to get between each one, each system has maybe like four or five stations and uh, like various um, other stuff that happens in the, in the system. And you can jump between them and do all do your missions. Um, they're all named after uh, US states. American states. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're really doubling down in terms of aesthetic on like the space trucker like yeah so the thing space the thing western really, firefly thing the thing that was really good that are one of the best things about the original rebel galaxy was the the soundtrack and the way it used its music of like it had it because you could play with it like it, you could set your own cues in that yep. game but the the ramp up between like being in deep space just sort of like trucking essentially of just like traveling along to then being in a fight or going through a gate or something like that. The triggers between music was really, really good. Yeah. Where we go from like really bass level, sort of like mild slide guitars and like really low tempo stuff to then big drum beat into this heavy rock sort of anthem. Yeah. This one decides to exist entirely in that sort of world of like firefly space trucking. This is every state is the, the deep south and like one of my favorite things in Outlaw is that you can adorn your cockpit with like little chat keys on the windowsill and yeah, stuff, bobbleheads and just, stuff. Just because you're you're a space trucker, so of course you could do shit like that. But it is all like it is all like heavy like country rock slide guitars. Yeah, exactly if, what you'd expect from that sort of thing, and it works really well for if what it you does. want it, it to be. Style. Yeah. If you want it to be, because it also has like straight up radio stations like gta yeah, style does, radio yeah. stations 
in, in so ways like of a, like there's like a cla- there's like a classical station and a jazz station. And, I've been listening yeah. to the jazz station a lot, kind of um, just just because I wanted it to be Cowboy Bebop for a while. Um, yeah, I find it hard to flick off of the the, the country station. Just yeah, the, co- yeah so well. the country the country rock station is pretty good. Um, but also like in terms of GTA radio stations, it has ads which are real good. Yeah, um, ads like are good. Yeah. Fake in-game ads for fake in-game things. Like there's a. Like the one that keeps coming up on mine is like for the I can't remember the name of the church, but there's some like kind of yeah. The, I was gonna say the best ones are the the ones for the the fake space religion that yeah. are like have clearly like bought airtime on radio yes. stations. To like yeah, and definitely have great. a feeling of like there is something real sinister happening behind the scenes on this. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, and in terms of gameplay, like it's not so they they've ditched the kind of boat style combat stuff, um, and it is like. Uh, it is like a first or third person, like full three D, like six degrees, eight degrees of freedom, like full f- yeah um, space combat. Like it's, like, it's, like it's, just it's Tie Fighter. It's Tie Fighter. Yes, it's Tie Fighter. Um, and the and it's weird as well because like they support joysticks and stuff like that, but they heavily, heavily ask like say that this has been designed for game pads. Which yeah. is interesting and obviously like massively opens up like the people who can play this because um, everyone's got a gamepad at this point. But like, it's definitely not like your hardcore. It's not like the X Games and it's not like uh, Elite Dangerous and stuff like that. Which is like, hey, here's your full HOTA setup. Like, yeah, th- really this is it. It is not to the level. There's a lot more arcadey than something like Elite, where it is Elite cares a lot about like fine detailing on like your engine and your thrusters and your side thrusters and your afterburners and like how that affects the ship movement yeah and your ability to move in 3d space whereas this is a lot more just like these are the best thrusters you put these on and you go faster and you just turn and it's yeah it's way better than elite where you have to like worry about how you're going to do faster turning and stuff it's just it's a lot it's a lot easier to understand than Elite yeah. is. They definitely, like, have some, game. they definitely have some of those details where you can, like, you can um, divert power to, like, engines, shields, and yeah, weapons it, and stuff it, like that. It has, the, it has the small management of, yeah, yeah. being able to and you change can, your power systems. And you can do the thing where if you're going full speed, you can cut your engines and turn, like, 180 degrees to fire backwards while still going the direction you were yes. going. Like, you yeah. do all that kind of stuff. Um, but then they balance that out with, like... Um, if you hold down the right trigger while you're locked onto an enemy, um, you will auto follow them, but you still have to aim. But you will generally follow their path and like yeah, match speed it, and stuff like that. It lets you do the auto like roll and turn and stuff. So it lets you focus yeah. on trying to get your reticle on that special circle that means you're leading the target correctly. Yeah. they do. All those games. They do a reasonably good job of getting everything on a gamepad. Um, some of the targeting stuff, I'm still not. Is, is still a bit off where like mainly because I'm, I'm i'm still getting used to it so like i mean this comes on to the other problem but like it doesn't teach you a lot in fact it teaches you basically nothing where yeah. i spent the first hour of the game not knowing about the the cop not comms menu the the radio menu comes up with like the scat the, the, local sh- map. the ship to ship combat one no 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 the the one that the, it's a radio menu that brings up like the local map and like it's going oh, to right. develop yeah, power yeah. and stuff like that. Like I, yeah. they just didn't tell you any of that, and it's just mapped to Y. And I just so yeah, this hit that. You've you've hit upon what I think is the kind of uh, the downfall of a lot. Or well, there's a bit of it, but a lot of the downfall of this game is that it it's really bad at like telling you how to play it. 
Yes. It doesn't explain basically anything. No, it lets you do... Explain, explains here's a map, here's how to auto-travel, and then that's kind of about it. Doesn't really explain a lot else. And, like, it tells you, like, one of the early early story missions is, like, oh, you need to um, scan this cargo, for instance, and then it doesn't tell you yeah. how to do scans and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, like, I'd found... Because I'd found the button... Or I'd found the, the button for that early, but it didn't tell you, like... It wasn't entirely clear about what you were scanning and how far you were scanning and why you would do this and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, for like the targeting, for instance, and there's a lot of buttons mapped behind like holding down. Oh god, two buttons at once. Yeah, right so trigger like, and something right, else, or so left like, trigger and something else. So like right trigger and D pad, left and right cycles all targets in the vicinity, and up yeah. is your like your closest hostile. But then also like down is like released flares or something like that. Like yeah, there's a lot of like don't... overlapped buttons. It's, yeah, so if you do, if you do, I think it's left trigger actually. If you do like left trigger, like you say, it was all the target Sorry, and stuff. Sorry, don't hold the, If you don't do the left trigger stuff, it then starts doing the like link unlink your front gun yeah, thing, totally. which is like they either fire together or they fire individually. Yeah, uh, and like which that's is just weird. Yeah, yeah. Why? So and the other part of that. So like my initial thought was like I never. I'm basically going to use those buttons. So can I remap it so that that's behind the left trigger hold, and yeah. I could just use targeting and the um button remapping ui is basically useless because it basically says here are three things that are mapped d-pad left and doesn't say like this has the left modifier this has the other bumper modifier like just that like i have zero idea how to remap that Um, and so yeah like the controls are 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 pretty they're they're fine uh but the fact it doesn't teach you anything means there's going to be a lot of trial and error of, of getting how stuff getting stuff working and really yeah. getting to get to grips with the controllers uh, to get in control with the controls um, get to grips with the controls um, but yeah apart from that the other thing is like I'm so I'm like maybe three four hours in yeah, at this point the same. Yeah. Um, I've only had like one big session with it um, it would just to know how much changes up because yeah so this is, this is going to be the other thing where that game gets pretty repetitive pretty quickly and mm. freelancer kind of got like that as well but yeah the, like it, i kind it, of expected that coming in because that's kind of why yeah. i fell off freelancer at some point um but you because that was that was always the thing with like at least freelancer you could always go and do some stuff to like to get resources or money or whatever like um yeah you go and do this the kind of generated missions and then fall back on the story like i got to yeah, the yeah. story mission where um, what was I doing? It was just after. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but basically, I had to I had to go to a place um, and watch. Oh, I was like, like trying to ambush a guy, trying to get through a jump point. Yeah, and I got there and just got hosed like every single time. Yeah, like just got absolutely demolished. They, and I was they, like, they, well, they try they try sometimes to tell you, hey, you're right, Matt, you should probably leave, but like but they don't do it soon enough. Yeah, for it to matter. But also, like, I've, hey, I've you're done, outmatched and you're dead. Like that's the. But also, like I've done a bunch of those encounters where it says you're probably outmatched, and I've like been fine, like absolutely oh, fine. Sure, yeah. So like it's kind of hard to know how much to, to put into that. But very quickly, you're like, oh, I'm just getting hosed every time I load into this mission. Okay, fine. But that was like the third story mission or something like that, like overall story mission. And you're like, okay, yeah. so how long am I going to have to do? And also, like that story mission takes you like deep into the part of the map that is like 
extreme risk or whatever it's called like they map all the systems to be like how risky yeah. how, how dangerous they are and like you're now deep in extreme risks so, like if you want to do any of the side missions from any of the stations like you need to jump back a bunch um and uh get back into a sector that's closer to where you are and i assume as you improve your ship and get better ship yeah. so, like, that, that risk will drop but like right yeah. now i'm just like I can basically do like four or five systems worth of stuff, and like I just have to keep going on that and, and leveling up, um, and not leveling up, like improving your gear and stuff like that. That's yeah, that's kind of one of the problems I've had with it as well is that they don't, they make a very poignant thing at the beginning of the game to say this ship that you have is a piece of shit. Yep. But then they they don't give you a better ship for quite a long time like an upgrade for a ship is quite a lot of money yeah it's like and the next ship up is like 200k or something like that yeah I something think. like that and the ship that you have is really bad like yeah. very very bad so you're just in a terrible state for a very long period of time and yeah. that isn't good like it doesn't feel good to use yeah um, and the, the the thing i'm slightly well not worried about but the thing i'm looking at because so we should also say this is a what this is 25 quid i think on the epic store yeah, yeah. um there are like eight ships ish yeah, um and like not a huge amount of different types of equipment there's like w- like one or maybe two of each of the gun types so there's like here's your laser here's your like slug gun here's your yeah. um Long your rail gun thing, yeah but... your rail gun your sniper gun all this kind of stuff like there's not a lot of configurable stuff like in terms of yeah. how you want to approach it it's very it's very much there are three options and you can yeah. choose one of the three options um but the things that i'm the things that kind of save that a little bit is one is the i really need to get into the um the ship customize like the visual customization stuff like yes yeah, so the, the, there's a there's a button that is like the ship painter that moves the entire game into like its own inbuilt almost photoshop style yeah like it's using design thing yeah yeah, like it's using like some it's using like it looks like a gui library and it's got like windows like menus at the top of it and stuff like that like it's they basically built this other thing which is like yeah it's just straight up like photoshop for spraying stuff on your ship and you can import PNGs, and you can like yeah. really get into some fine detail on how you color this stuff. And um, there's like there's like the the Photoshop tools of like layering and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff. It, it's surprisingly in depth. It's like, I really. Tried to, I tried to do it, and it just kind of went, "Oh God, I'm not good enough at this," and left it. So yeah, it's... they definitely do some stuff to make some uh, to make bits of it easier, so you can at least get bits and pieces off. Like you could, like I said, you can import any PNG and just like slap it on the side of your ship. But also, yeah. they have a bunch of built-in ones that are like um it's like um hazards uh hazard lines but there's like six or seven of them on a single png because what you do is mm. you kind of you angle it on the ship and then you spray paint over that line and it will like yeah kind of like a like a transfer on a model kit like you basically transfer it down on where it is at that point yeah and it has like mirror so it'll do the same on both sides and you could but you could really fuck up that ship if you wanted but also like the the tools are are there's some depth there if you want to go into it. But again, there are only like eight ships. So it's yeah. you at least get to customize them in that way. Um, also, like as a side note, like that does not work on controllers. Like you need a mouse no, to do that. Yeah, um, it just doesn't work in controllers at all. Yeah. Yeah. But it got to the stage where um, like I was, I was using Steam Link to stream into the living room with a controller. And then I hit that button. I was like, oh, this is the ship painter. And I got in there and I could not get out of it in a controller. Yeah. I had to go back to my PC and 
physically quit it and then and then get back in. Um, and then the other part of it is that it has full mod support. Like, there's a yep. button at launch for, like, here are mods. I don't think there are any yet, but, like, th- you're you're going to be able to fly your TIE Fighter very quickly. Like, somebody's going to import oh, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff in there. But there will I really, be a total conversion at some point, and you'll be able to do it, yeah. And I really hope there's a community around this thing that just, like, adds, like, unique ships. Like, custom. Yeah, that'd be like, cool. Like, just add more stuff into this game. Um, because there's a definite really good base here for you to do some space hijinks. Yeah, um, totally. Also, like I, I quite like the the design and like, the voice acting and stuff is 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 pretty decent. And like they've yeah, done a, a, a lot of the stuff good, yeah. around it is is pretty good for one of those games. Because I remember, I remember that was one of the things about Freelancer was like the dialogue was kind of stilted a little bit because obviously it's like piecing together bits of dialogue to randomly yeah. generate stuff. Um. Yeah, it's it's it it seems pretty good, and also like there's a really decent pool sim in there, and like uh, dice poker and slots and all that kind of stuff in there. Like the pool game's actually pretty good. Like yeah. it's a competent pool mini game, basically. There's an entire there's an entire uh, casino in space that has uh, the space the space stations like. Um... The things it uses for orientation and gravity, the big wheels at the side are big poker chips. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's a, it's a, it's there's, a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool style in that game. It definitely yes, has a for style. sure. It definitely has a, it definitely yeah. has a look to it. Um, I need to put some more time into it, um, but the next couple of weeks are going it, it, it to like, be... It seems like it is uh, fine. It is a perfectly fine game. Yes. It's not super great, but it is okay. That it is, is a the... good... I heard um, the Waypoint guys were talking about it and said it's a very good podcast game. Like, if you've got a bunch of podcasts or TV shows you need to catch up on... Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Put this on. Good second, second monitor game, as I yes, like to call it. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Definitely see see where it goes. Um, yeah, if there's nothing else, we'll jump into a little nope. bit of news because we kind of missed it last time. Um, yeah. What we got? Um... I just really liked seeing this. Um, so people who've played the Hitman 2 that came out um, till end of last year. Um, you know, the, he- the Hitman 2. The Hitman know, 2. The, kid, um, the kids are into. Yeah. Um, people will know that they added briefcases, which had a really great bug that if you threw a briefcase at somebody, they home in. Yeah, they like travelled across the whole map or whatever, yeah. so even like, if they ran away. So yeah. like if you threw a briefcase at a, a NPC that was running away and they ran around the corner, the briefcase would like follow them around the corner, like real Acme yeah, yeah, yeah. style. Um they're now embracing it and it is now an officially supported thing where they Excellent. are they're releasing let me see where it is. Um do, 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 it's part of the best case scenario challenge pack, which is a pack that's coming um or I guess sorry, came out earlier this year, uh, earlier this month. Sorry, um, so it's an officially usable gadget where it they have basically that it has enhanced homing. This briefcase has enhanced homing capabilities, um, which is very good. The physics bending briefcase. I'm just yeah. seeing if I can uh, pull it up. Yeah, the ICA Executive Briefcase MK2. Um, so designed to induce fear and terror and whoever gets in its way. And the throwing speed is now tweaked. The throwing speed has been tweaked for maximum style, which means that it's just slow enough where you can see it home in on people. I just think that's really funny. I just think that the fact that they, they picked up on that and went, yeah, um, this is dumb. And we yeah, should, we like, should do it, this. It, it's, it's a good thing that they lean into it and they don't take it out because yeah. it is very, very funny and very dumb. For sure. So, 
Um, would you like to see a photo of a bunch of Chinese gamers throwing a middle finger at a um, at a um, uh, set up in a? Oh God, that I've, all the words have just disappeared. You've fu- yeah, you've just completely fucked the okay, sentence up. Let me try again. So there's a game called um, Genshin Impact that sure. is coming out uh, from a Chinese developer. It's a open, kind of open world RPG. And yep. a bunch of pictures started appearing of a bunch of Chinese gamers basically flipping the bird at the stand at like a convention with like big, huge, I think it was part of the PlayStation booth at okay. Dream World. Is that the name of the 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 Chinese game convention? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I don't know. China Joy. That's what it was called. Um, because this game looks hella like Breath of the Wild. Like, yes. Like yeah. a I lot. Like a lot like Breath of the Wild's. Um, like there's a lot like people have been putting like side to side screenshots and like visually this thing looks identical the music is like spot on like exactly what this thing is yeah except this thing this has like this anime ladies in it this one has anime ladies in it basically Uh, and they're going for slightly more of an RPG but um, the the thing that people like the thing that really blew this up was basically Chinese Twitter of a bunch of people playing Breath of the Wild on their Switch while flipping the bird at this at the big image of this game. And there's a That's bunch of them, like people who have brought their Zelda Breath of the Wild like boxes. Yeah. Um, and are just holding it up and it's just like it's great. It's really good. Like a guy destroyed That's it. That's good, yeah. Get, like, so this is a PS4 game, I should also say, and um, it's coming out. Like there's an official there's a trailer for it on the official PS4 YouTube page. Which yeah, I think I'm, is very I'm funny. looking at it right now. Yeah. Um guy destroyed a PS4 on the shop floor, on the, the convention floor, like in front of it, like just smashed it to the ground. There's like Z- uh, Link cosplayers like standing in front of it looking disappointed, oh, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um yeah, people should watch the trailer for this thing. It's called uh, was it Genshin, Genshin Impact? Genshin Impact. Yeah. It's wild how close they got to this thing. It's like, really yeah, almost it's to the point. Also, most of the point where it's kind of impressive, but um, yeah, like it's just, it's wild. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, uh, Polygon have a really good feature up at the minute from Blake Hester, um, which um, published last month, last week, um, basically about like the stuff that people don't think about when games are being built. Uh, The headline is the 18-month fence hop, the six-day chair, and why video games are so hard to make. Um, And there's a really good good, um, quote here at the start. Um, So this is... And they they focus on a bunch of different teams. So they've talked to Remedy um, while they're about making control. They talked to Night School, who are the oxen free, and Mm. uh, what's the game coming out? After Party, guys. After Party. Um, So there's a quote from it. Um, The studio's latest challenge is getting characters' butts to line up in chairs in the upcoming After Party... um, (laughs) In the upcoming After Party, a game with two friends who die and go to hell, and must out drink the denizens of the underworld to save their souls. Quote, it's a crazy nightmare when you think about the different size between humans and demons. Something as simple as literally getting a butt to match up with a stool is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really good stories in here um, about, like... The stuff that you it's don't always, expect. It's always fascinating when you when you look like a couple of steps beyond even even the level that we look at video games, where it's like we keep on track of like the high, like the business stuff and like all yeah. the dealings and stuff. But when you look at it down to the level of like your base level animator who's just trying to make like somebody pick up a cup or something like that, it's yep, it's always fascinating to see it. 
Um, so there's, there's a, I'll take this other quote. This is from Remedy, um, specifically talking about um, control, which comes up in the month. Um, yep. Previously, you just had a polygonal model of a chair and then a texture map mapped onto it, and that's it. These days, it depends on where the chair is used. If it's a gameplay object, does it have collision boundaries? Does it have physics? Um, if it has collisions and it has three to four texture, uh, sorry, it has three to four texture material maps plus details. Um, if it's a cushy chair, it's made of leather. It needs to deform when you sit on it. Then that's about four to six days worth of chair time. Um, if it's a metallic chair and a cinematic, the player never interacts with it. Doesn't need physics, but it needs more detail because it's in a cinematic. And it's just all of this stuff. It's just wild. A bit like yes, it was six days of some de- some developers' time to make this chair work, and you're just like, yep. Like this video is video games are hard, y'all. More people need to know how video games are made, so they stop fucking shouting at game devs for nonsense. Yeah. Um, there's not much point in us going too deep into it because, like, it's all over the internet right now. But the um, E3 is kind of in jeopardy for the dumbest yes. possible fucking reason. Um, it's the ESA, who are the the company who run E3 and are also like the lobbying group for most for all the big video game companies. Um, they they say leak. I am a I am I I am not going it's, to use the word leak because they did not the details did not leak. They put them up for download on their website if you knew where yeah, to look. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, basically they leaked three thousand um the personal details of three thousand journalists um who went basically to basically everybody who went to journal T three last year that was some sort of either journalist or influencer anyone that had a anyone got, that had got a, doxed, basically yeah anyone that had a media badge basically got it so you're talking like home addresses phone numbers uh yeah. job titles all of that kind of stuff which if you're if you're working for one of the big like if you're an IGN or a GameSpot like the address will be your the building the office building and your yeah. phone number will your office phone so the, the the story that uh, that I heard out of this was from um Alana Pierce who worked for IGN now works mm. for a YouTube channel uh she was talking about Game it House? Was like, what's the name of that thing? Fun Funhouse Fun House. Yeah. Fun House. um they she she got doxxed and her her address was the office so that was fine but her personal phone number was attached to it yep and the it was awful what happened and everything but there were like people who were like sending her text messages asking her out on a date oh yeah and i was like dude that's not gonna go well like that isn't nope. gonna fly for anybody to be like you're not asking someone out and when you got their number in the creepiest way possible right it's just insane yeah but, it, but yeah it, like there are, there are people who have had it way worse where their like home addresses have been put out on the internet and it's yeah like i was a terrible situation i was listening to um patrick lepic from waypoint who's been the yeah. target of a bunch of this kind of stuff and has had stuff leaked before and all this kind of stuff um like he woke up one morning to 45 missed calls and uh, from numbers he had never seen before and all of this kind of stuff like this is bad shit like you do oh, not yeah. you do not do this and then on for top one, of that for, for a thing for a thing for e3 when they were already kind of working on a back foot when everybody is pulling out totally like not this was not what you wanted to happen yeah exactly so on top of this is being fucking horrible like so on top of this is being a like insane thing to happen where like this spreadsheet was just up for download on their website yeah um like why would any media person ever give their details to the ESA ever again? Yeah, because exactly. Like, yeah, like you would never because, do that ever. Because also the follow up to this was people did some more digging and was like, oh yeah, by the way, the two thousand eight and twelve lists were also up for a while oh, wow. and, and have been up for months, if not years. And you just had to know where to look. Um, yeah. So yeah, why would anyone ever give their details to the ESA ever again? Yeah. 
which means which means nobody registers for E3 ever, right? But which it, means it doesn't get covered, which right? Is... While all the publishers are already pulling out, while yeah. sales and attendance were down, um, and also like the SA have not had a great track record with actual devs recently because they were like they were very much taking the side of like the big publishers as opposed to like the industry as a whole as a whole. Yeah. Um, so this could theoretically be the final nail in E3's coffin where like yeah, E3 something we were all kind of expecting might actually be sure, happening but next sooner year, than we thought but also E3 2020 is like hey here's the next consoles right that's next year yeah. so yeah. is this the point where you're Sony oh. and Microsoft looking at this going like well we're just going to run our own events because their yeah, next, their next the, consoles you, you, like, do, you do a PSX or whatever the yeah. Microsoft thing was called but I can't remember the name of it um, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it's it's wild that this thing even happened, but like it could not come at a worse time for the ESA and it feels like they kind of fucking deserve it at this point. Like yeah, they have not totally, been yeah, they fucked up really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, the last couple of things I've got here. Uh we're not huge stream watchers, like Twitch watchers, uh, really. Well you watch but you uh, I watch a fair amount of Twitch. Oh do you? okay, fair enough. But we, yeah. the one thing I can pretty safely say is neither of us are big ninja fans. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, we're not, we don't. I am I am eternally impressed by that man and what he mm. does, but I'm not, I don't watch it on a regular basis. Yeah. So the big news like, from, I, yeah. So, so the big news from a couple of weeks ago was that Ninja basically has, uh, but Ninja, the largest Twitch streamer, most popular Twitch streamer out there, um, yep. big Fortnite player. King, King of Twitch Ninja. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically left Twitch and moved to Mixer, which is Microsoft's Twitch competitor. Um yep. and did pretty well. Like got more subscribers than he did on Twitch on their first day. Like had really good um but that's, first day that's numbers a, and all this kind of stuff. That's a that's a skewed number because they were offering free subs. Totally. Oh yeah. Subs. Like yes. Like but like not. It didn't. It didn't crash and burn. Is what I mean. Like no. So it did not. It took people with him basically. Yeah. Um, he carried his audience. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a whole thing, and there was like a really interesting bunch of takes about like what this means for twitch and like is mixer going to become viable and all because i think the big thing is like mixer as a platform is like the, the tech is good like Mixer's yeah so the, there are a lot of problems with twitch right now of like them how they handle like communications with their creators and like a whole bunch of stuff that are problems that mixer haven't had to deal with yet because they're not super popular but they also have thought about it a bit more so they care a lot more about engagement with your audience than twitch do yeah where their their streams are super low latency so there's not like a massive delay between chat and the viewer or the chat and the broadcaster there's like stuff that chat can do to interact with the broadcaster there's like little games and stuff they can play there's a whole bunch of stuff that is supposed to be designed specifically for the broadcaster interacting with their audience which is super important when you're a streamer to a lot of people like yes yeah um so um yeah, so they left. Um, so so Ninja moved over, took some people with them. That was like a lot of very interesting things about like what this what the business side of yeah. that. The other side of it was speaking of business was that a lot of people started to realize, or that, I, I don't know if this was ever confirmed by anyone, or whether this was just like put forward as a possible reason. So obviously this was a payout, right? This was yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was some deal somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mixer paid to make to get him over onto Mixer exclusively. The other thing that we missed, that I missed originally when I was thinking about this, was that Blev- uh, what's the guy's actual name? Tyler, uh, Tyler Blevins. Blevins. Yeah. Um, before he was a big Fortnite player, he was a 
professional Halo, Halo player, yeah. professional Halo player, which. Yep. In the next 12 months, Microsoft are releasing both a new Halo game and a new console. It might be a good thing to have a pro Halo player on your side, on your platform. Oh, yeah. To That's maybe help promote. Uh, and there's a, a lot of people batting around that... Some people who claim they know stuff. Some people are just speculating that part of the deal will be like, he will be promoting Halo. He will be part of their marketing for a new Halo game. Which I mean, makes that's, that's, a lot of that's sense. fair play to him because he would probably have played that anyway. So he yes. might as well have been... You might as well get something out of it, which is For probably sure. fair enough. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So yeah, there was just another side part to that that I'd I'd completely forgotten about. Yeah. There was also um, the whole thing about Twitch promoting porn on his form channel. Oh right. Yeah. I I didn't there. follow how this works because I don't know enough about Twitch. But like they. So this yeah. was so this was a first, this was a first time thing. They've never done this for any other channel. Where it was like when you went to Ninja's channel instead of it being the channel page and like the usual stuff you would go to when a Twitch channel isn't streaming, like normal, whatever looking, there would be a landing page that basically, I think the sentence was this ninjas in another castle, please check out these other popular live streams or whatever. Um, and then a list of suggested like current popular live streams. And last week, I think it was when you went to that page, it was promoting a Russian Twitch stream that was showing porn. And right. the problem being that, uh, Ninja's audience skews pretty young because he plays a lot of Fortnite uh, and a lot of quite young people went onto that page and found porn and therefore their parents found it and got really mad and understandably started screaming at Twitch to the point where Ninja himself had to come out on Twitter with a video saying I had nothing to do with this, Twitch did this on their own and didn't tell us, like we're trying to get the channel restored to what it was, like please we're angry as well like yeah. we don't get it but yeah it's, it's another situation of twitch kind of fucking up and so not so i'm looking at the, pa- the right thing. i'm looking at the page now and i'm assuming this is the official i'm assuming it's twitch.tv slash ninja i assume mm-hmm. this is the official one um it looks like it's back to the way it used to be it looks like his old have a look. page um uh, yeah this, this this is now just how a twitch channel looks okay on, yeah so it's interesting as well that like the other part of this i saw that uh is new is that so ninja like deactivated his account like deleted his twitch account yeah and most most times when you delete a twitch account like it'll 404 and say like oh this channel does not exist yeah they they, kept, they did a, they did a different thing yeah they have kept they kept his channel up and advertised other twitch stream like said other twitch streams on yes. his page which yep. was um crazy and kind of yeah, disgusting a little bit um yeah. They, I, they, under, I, I everybody understands exactly why they're doing it. Oh, but totally. It's not. It's, it's not, not cool. What you do. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't do that. But now it seems like back to his like this channel's offline page with like yeah. his headline being mixer.com slash ninja, which is pretty yeah. funny. Um. So yeah, that whole thing was. It whole thing was just a, a couple of weeks of just really weird. It was crazy. It was and, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the final thing I just want to briefly mention, like, because again, this is being covered and we don't need to talk too much about it. But um, the Ooblets, uh, basically. Um, oh God, I don't story. want to talk about this. No, I know it's so it's, bad. It's terrible. Like, I only mentioned yeah. it because we've, we've talked about Ooblets on this channel before, and I'm yeah, super excited. I'm really about that looking game. forward to Ooblets. Yeah, yeah. Um, just further, like, they basically announced, and I'm on their mailing list. Like I said, I've been following Ooblets for a long time. I was on their yeah. mailing list and got the email that was like, hey, we send a deal with the Epic Store. Um, we'll be deploying on there first. Like, they're still doing consoles and stuff like that. But they signed basically like 12-month exclusive deal for Epic. Um, 
And then they just get fucking destroyed by yeah. a dumb fucking internet hate mob who do not give a shit about the game and just want to shit on Epic. Yeah, um, people doing the Epic Store As stuff. much as possible. And I think the important thing that got missed in a lot of this was like the original message they sent out to like people who have signed up for their mailing list and their Patreon followers was like, yeah. this deal basically breaks us even for development for this game. Yeah right like it basically zeroes them out to be like okay anything we do from here is money that we can then put back into the game or continue to make more yeah. games so or, development or, or development or development it means they're not launching at a loss and have to recoup that before they can do anything else like this this is them able to continue to support and make more games yeah but fuck that doesn't matter because they're publishing on epic and how dare they boo, boo epic yeah and just like morons. the worst yeah. shit get thrown at them and there's plenty of examples of this the other reason i want to uh, the reason I mentioned this is not necessarily because of Ooblets, was also because, so the day that um, Rebel Galaxy launched, I've, I was, I've been yeah. holiday for the past week, um, I was like, cool, and I looked at game launches at like 4pm our time, I'll get it preloaded and ready to go, and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, also temporary Epic Store exclusive. Yep, yep. Um, went on, I knew the game's launching at 4, they had a countdown on their official page, I went on at like 5 past 4, and it's like, okay, go go install and it hadn't the the thing hadn't switched over from like pre-order to or like owned to, live to game. Yeah. downloads or whatever it was They're like five past four i was like oh weird maybe i got the time wrong and i checked the thing countdown had flipped over um but it hadn't gone live yet and i was like oh i wonder i as soon as i say this you'll see the problem went on to their official subreddit and was like hey i wonder if they're, they've said oh, something yeah. in there but like hey we're delaying it for half an hour to get stuff running or hey we're having some trouble blah blah, blah. They're the thread about um, the game not having launched yet um, was just full of people going, oh man, how did Epic fuck this one up? Fuck Epic. Like, yeah. all of this stuff. There was this like, oh, this wouldn't happen on Steam. Like, this is what you get for moving to... All it of, totally like, has, it has happened on yeah. Steam. So that's the other thing. Like, this happens all the fucking time on Steam, right? Like, yeah. Um, like they, say a game, they say a game launches at 6 and then it does that... Um, the validating like key download thing and it sits on that for like half an hour or something or like that. sometimes it's... the game just launches a little late but it was like yeah the, that the, too yeah the idea of like just because this game is on epic like that's the reason why all of this is failing and it's just, like people just shitting all over it in yeah. ways that like i get it's not as big i get it and i get you don't like change because you're children but like the the idea that 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 is how you that's the approach is just I don't understand it. Like you, yeah. you shouting at this, you just shitting on the store, Scree- screaming into the internet yeah. from a subreddit of a single game on the thing, yeah. while also incorporating it's really the devs. Do a lot. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like really, it's another store. I don't care. Just let me buy the games. Hey, they added cloud saves recently. Like you're fine. It'll be all right. God, it just it was like absolute nightmare. I just I was. Oh, it was horrible just watching this. Um, yeah, so that's that's all the stuff I've got. Um, was there some uh, the internationals soon, right? The internationals in, it's in group stages right now. So it's yeah. in group stages. Ne- I think next weekend, I think is the the big one, the big time, or and it's later this week or something. And it's like still like the highest pot of any of the yeah, internationals I, so far. I think it's the highest esport pool. Wow, ever, I think. Okay. I think, well, yeah, I think it beat out, I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah, it's at 32 million now. Jeez. It can only go up. 
So yeah, it's a lot of money. So that's like sixteen million to the winners. That's so I, a lot of money. This might be an impossible question to answer, but like, does this mean the Dota two still big, or is this just Valve? Well, putting... when you think when when you think about the fact that the prize pool is like largely crowdfunded based on the the battle yeah. pass thing. Oh right, yes, of course. You can you can probably say that Dota two is still pretty popular. Right. It's, okay. That's a lot of money for that, which means there's a lot of battle passes getting sold, and yeah, a lot of levels the, being bought in those battle passes. So. That's fair. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, that's, but that's, yeah, so that's yeah. next week that starts. I think it's. I think it's next week. I think it's the group stages right now. So yeah. right. Okay. Um, do we want to? Do we want to talk about Destiny a bit? Oh a yeah, bit? yeah. Just um, so that give you my hot my hot takes on Armor take. Two Point uh, yeah. yeah. So they they did a big stream last week. Uh, or yep. the, yeah, last week about um, last week. their yeah. new armor system um, for Shadow Keep. I keep Shadow Keep. Why can I not remember the name of this thing? Because it's such uh, a generic cause, cause name. Shadow Keep's a really generic name. Yeah. Um, but basically, they're redoing the armor system in a way that seems pretty great. Yes. Actually, like yeah, their so brand new armor it? armor two point system. Yeah. So the was what they're calling it. But um, yeah, so uh, Destiny's had a problem for a while where the armor is because armor has unique traits on it um you can you can you can get the god roll armor like you can with weapons that are supposed to have the best traits that you need for that but because metas change and mo- like modes change and stuff like that your armor becomes out of trend not quickly but it can go out of trend which means you basically need like a lot of sets of armor yeah like, like all- with very very specific perks on it and like over, um, overnight, you can like yeah, lose like pa- patch day can mean that your entire armor set's invalid. So exactly. it's like the the big the big change that happened recently in the meta, which was like back when opulence launched and stuff like that. Suddenly, grenade launchers became the best gun for yep. PVE. Like mountaintop became the best primary you could have. You had stuff like edge transit became not a joke anymore that actually became useful yeah um like all this stuff became really good again so everybody that had armor with no grenade perks on it suddenly became worse yeah what they're doing now instead is uh they're doing this armor 2.0 system where armor that drops in shadow keep that follows this system has slots in it that every every piece of armor so that's helmet chest gloves legs and your class uh armor so your sash if you're a titan or your bond if you're a warlock or whatever uh all have slots on them three slots for three mods and each piece of armor has 10 energy yep. which is like a unique currency per armor slot that you can spend to put these mods on so more powerful mods cost more energy for example the example they gave is like enhanced sniper rifle targeting it's like the best sniper rifle targeting mod you like can get is six, six, yeah. six energy so that's four energy left over that you have for two other mods in that armor. Yep. Which means you can do like one let one four energy thing or two twos or whatever. Yeah. You can customize it that way. Um they also every armor piece has a unique um energy of affiliation. So energy uh, the armor yep. can be either solar arc or void. And each of those have unique mods that you can get into it yep. that are grouped in terms of like weapon. So I think it's like stuff like hand cannons is arc but then shotguns are void and like yeah. it's so if you want say shotgun loader that's what that has to be in a void armor because shotguns are unique to void yeah. but you can also get like large armor like large arms loader which will also do the same thing but it's generic but it costs more energy in the armor yeah so yeah. it becomes it becomes a lot more customizable 
you, you can do a lot more things with the mods because the mods aren't one use either. Once you have a mod, you can put it in as many armor. Yeah, it's an unlock as opposed to... Yeah, it's an unlock as opposed to a consumable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it seems a lot more... Like, the thing I was worried about, because you told me about it, I hadn't watched the stream. I was I was out and I couldn't watch the stream. But um, my worry was that it was going to be too... It was still going to rely a lot on, like, oh, here's the wiki page for... Here's the best armor for X, Y, and Z. And actually, when you look at the system... There's a definitely because it's essentially free to experiment with. Yeah, you can, your your mods can get slotted into armor for like five hundred glimmer, which is yeah. like nothing. So and they've they bumped the glimmer cap to two fifty. Yeah, your, your, your so, glimmer cap's two fifty now. Yeah. So like, there's definitely a lot of room in there for like, I'm going to try this out and see how it goes. And it's very simple is the wrong word, but it's very straightforward as to like. It, it doesn't hide anything. It's like, here's exactly what this does. No, here's yeah. Can- the, the, so other, can- the, other thing that the, the other thing that they've done with the armor thing is they've brought back stats from Destiny 1. Yeah, the original three stats so you have your, are on there as well. You have your intelligence, your discipline, and your... I can't remember the name of the other one. Uh, it's been a while since I've played agility? D1. Agility? Something like that. But your your armor has stats again, but this time they actually tell you what the stats do. Yeah. So it is. it makes way more clear. sense. And yeah. yeah, so and it's it's it definitely so the the stream as well kind of took through took them through like here's one of each class like building a build yeah. which is a thing they've never really said out loud about yeah, having when a the, build. The, the first person the first person that was doing the armor set said they were going to do a support titan build, yeah. which has never been said before in Destiny Two yeah. ever. There's no such thing as a support titan because the support titan spec is terrible right yeah. now, but. Um, um, yeah, so it was really interesting because you can now get true customizability for whatever it is you're trying to do. Yep, which would be really interesting. Um, and then you've got, uh, and then the other part of that, the kind of side thing on that stream as well, was the person who was doing who was building the hunter. They um, they made a they 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 stepped aside for a second and said like, oh, by the way, while we're here, the bottom track of uh, Voidwalker, uh, yeah, the, the, the shadow void, shot one, yeah. the shadow shot. Um, Hunter it's the, one that lets you, it's the one that lets you like fire multiple as opposed to yeah. one big one um, yeah. which used to be my main build before and but they've redone that so it's it's now more viable again and they yeah. t- they did a really good thing of like built doing a so they specifically did a build where they they had they, they wanted to do a grenade and uh the melee which is like their smoke bomb yeah and they basically Built, they made a build which basically fed energy from one into the other. So you would throw grenades, which would give you energy yeah. for your melee, and then your melee would give you energy back. Which into you grenades. can, which you can technically do something similar right now with the right mods. It's just way easier in armor too because yeah. everything is a lot more like straightforward and customizable. Yeah, totally, they um, give you they give you so much information to be able to actually customize yeah. what you want to do. So which it, is great. It's it fantastic. really now it really now boils down to like how easy those mods are going to be to get, which it sounds like relatively straightforward. Like you get them from guns. Yeah, they said there are like multiple sources and yeah. it should be fairly easy. I imagine there will still be multiple complaints on Reddit posts that are like, I still can't find enhanced hand canning targeting or oh, whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah. The thing yeah. you need, there's still gonna be some some You'll never you're never gonna get the thing you need, yeah. Yeah. And then also the other part was um the visual stuff where ornaments yeah, ornaments can now be put on top of any armor piece, basically. Um yeah. to Right now it's just it's just you can change it to look like Eververse armor. Yeah. But the hope is that they do it so that it can look like anything. Yes. That's Except you, you for don't, we don't know. Except for exotics, which will always look yes. like exotics. Exotics so. have to look like exo- exotics. Can only take exo- or it can take exotic ornaments. They yes. can only take the ornaments linked to that exotic, as opposed yeah. to making it look like something else. Um, which but, is a shame because there's some really fucking cool looking exotic 
warlock armor that I would like to have my stuff look like, but I know you can't do that because you're supposed to be able to like look at someone and be like, oh, yeah. they're wearing Phoenix Protocol or whatever. But for the rest it's... of the stuff, for the rest of the, the perp armor that supports your exotic, um, you can at least ornament that out to look yeah. the way you want. Um, yes. Did they say which it? My, which, my, which my friend who is a Titan player is still angry about because all Titan armor looks terrible. And he needs, yeah, it does. he's very upset, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm all right with it, but yeah. Did they, did they talk about shaders? Did they change anything about shaders? Or are they still consumable? No, shader, and... sh- I don't know if they're consumable or not, but they, they're still there. Yeah, no, they're still there, but it was more like whether they are consumable. I, guess. I, can't, I can't remember. remember. I can't uh, remember. So the, uh, yeah, and the interesting thing as well, like they're kind of, they, are, they aren't, they kind of alluded to it, or they talked a little bit about it, but like it's one of those things you kind of have to see in practice where what they're converting to the new armor system like all the exotics are getting transferred over, but only if you pull yeah. them from collections again. Yeah, like so you have to pull it. Yeah. Have to pull it again. Um, and the, ben- the, the benefit for everybody being, if you are, if you haven't played for Destiny in a really long time, or if you're a new player or whatever, when Shadowkeep launches, they're pulling everybody up to seven fifty. Yeah. So thank God. Yeah. When you, when you pull your exotic out, it will be at the at seven fifty, so you're not at a deficit. So it's yeah. So I'm going to need to pull out my geomags or whatever at 750 but it's so the, the only thing that's missing now i think which they haven't explicitly said is not there but they haven't talked about it yet is um loadouts is the thing that's missing now because especially yes, they actually they specifically said on the live, the live stream was like can you set up multiple armor sets and stuff like that they said it was something they're looking into so right, so they haven't confirmed it's on the horizon they, okay yeah because that's always been the problem because so, like, you're i especially when they did the season the drifter and you had um prime armor and stuff like that yeah that was when they should have had armor sets because you need to be able to swap quickly yeah exactly but, if you have an armor set that they've built specifically for a single game mode you need to be able to switch that out quickly enough yeah and, instead of just carrying it around and having to worry yeah. about it and, and now yeah. you've got like even if you've got loadouts the loadout should have to include your mod set- setup as well because i could definitely yes, see yeah. a mod setup for pve pvp gambit yes. all that kind of yep. stuff um so and it's again while they don't have that right now like once we when we got into division and yeah. they had it like yes destiny should sh- for sure have it it's complex enough the, that they the idea that the idea that they are now focusing more on this game as an mmo yeah. they might start yeah. getting into that sort of rhythm sure um and that's the other yeah, thing yeah um, the cross save stuff hits this month um yep. at some point which will be, yep. which I mean, doesn't mean anything to us, but like, yeah. You can it, also do the, you can also do your prep stuff for transferring your PC account, yes. which I need to do. Oh yeah, and is, um, is that up and live? No, it's not live yet. I think it's next week. Okay, but, um, cool. But yeah, transfer. Yeah, over to they, 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 they have said, yeah, if you'd like, you just have to go and hit a button on your account and let us know, and that's the okay. That's it. And then download uh, hundred gig. How okay? How big is my Destiny Two folder actually? Now that I'm thinking they're gonna, about it. They are going to say they said that with Shadowkeep Destiny is going to be I think they said 120 gig or something Jesus. like that. So that's a 120 lot. gig worth of downloads that I'm going to need to do, yeah. which is wild because all the files are on my system. But like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, um, where would that be? So the other thing the, or no, the other thing that no, uh, it's Battle.net. Battle.net. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. So the other thing that they had the conversation about was the lead developer released a bunch of like statements or like not statements. Um, articles on like the current state of destiny and what's going to change in Shadowkeep uh that were called the director's cuts yeah that were really interesting like if you're a fan you should either go and sit and read them yourself or uh dato who's the like one of the prime destiny content creators released like a summary video that's like half an hour you should go and check out um some really cool ideas like they they are they seem to be on it in terms of like they understand what's wrong and they're trying to fix it 
Right. Like they've made, they're making active moves to try and make PvP better because PvP is a toilet right now. Yeah. yeah. So they're they they they, they shadow keep uh, as as we all suspected and as they kind of like hinted to shadow keep appears to be them. They are legitimately trying to revive this into what they want it to be. Yeah. Which is really exciting. I am super excited for October when Shadowkeep comes out yeah. to see how this game it sounds really like changes. It's a, it's a big reset for that game. That yeah, they, they, which is great, which is great. super good. Yeah. Um, my Destiny install is 87.7 gig right now. So yeah. that'll be a sure. good Steam download, I'm sure. Big um, Steam download. Yeah. So what we've got coming up... Uh, so next week, uh, or the week you're listening to this, Life is Strange episode four um, is that. And then the week after that is a hell of a week. It's Control, which I'm super excited about. On the 27th, Astral Chain, the Switch uh, sci-fi Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, the Platinum game. Yeah. A bunch of previews hit for that, and people are really excited about it. They, they feel... People said it was surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the... um, and then the Man of Medan, the Supermassive, not Supermassive. Yeah. Yeah, super. Yeah, super massive, isn't it? The Until Dawn people. The, the Until Dawn people. Yeah, their game is August thirtieth as well. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting couple of weeks. We'll definitely have stuff to talk about when we come back. Uh, cool. Um, is there? A, uh, oh no, that's a different game entirely. Never mind. Anyway, um, so yeah, keep an eye on the website gamingstart.com for all the videos, articles, and podcasts are all up on there. Um, we uh, oh god, my mind is blanked. I'm getting worse at this. Holy shit! Uh, YouTube.com slash Game Engine Start is our YouTube channel. Subscribe and you'll see when we put stuff up there. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you find us there. Um, podcast at Game is the email address if you want to get in touch. And we will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.